Hi, and welcome to the Horizon Church podcast. Horizon Church is a Christ-centred, Word-based and Spirit-led church. We are so happy to bring this week's message to you. And on behalf of our pastors, Brad and Ali Bonhomme and the Horizon Church team, we pray it's a blessing to you. Well, good morning, everyone. It's so good to see you this morning. And I hope that you've been blessed by the worship and I hope that you've had an experience with the presence of Jesus today. Well, over the last couple of weeks, we've been engaged in an awesome series called What's On Your Mind? And I hope you were blessed last week by Pastor Allison's message. I thought it was absolutely magnificent. It had a great touch of God upon it. It was rich, it was resourceful. And if you haven't had a chance to listen to Alison's message from last week, please go onto our Facebook site or YouTube. Uh, you can even listen, on, uh, listen to it on our HZ podcast as well. And so it's been a great series, What's On Your Mind? And today is the last day in this series. And uh, we've got some more things that we're going to talk about over the next couple of weeks before we re-engage with in-person services for those who are in St Andrews and of course in Sutherland as well. Well, if you have your Bibles this morning, could you please turn with me to the book of Numbers chapter 13, verse 33. Numbers chapter 13, verse 33. Of course, the verse is available for you on your screen as well. Let's read this passage together this morning. The Word of God says, There we saw the giants. The descendants of Anak came from the giants. Now watch this, it says, And we were like grasshoppers in our own sight, and so we were in their sight. Story essentially goes is that children of Israel, we'll go back a handful of years, had been in slavery under Pharaoh for approximately 400 years. These people had multiplied, they had grown. Uh, Pharaoh was threatened by what he saw. So he turned the children of Israel into his personal slaves. In fact, the Bible actually tells us in the book of Exodus that he worked them ruthlessly. Now, it's important for us to know that at the start of this message, and that is because What we are dealing with today is a mentality that tries to keep us captives to our past. Things that have happened in our past, perhaps an upbringing that was difficult or a certain mentality that we've held on to because of a certain experience that tries to stop us from moving forward into our destiny. Now, the children of Israel, as we said, they were in slavery for over 400 years. Now think about that for a moment. It's important for us to recognise that because these people had no other reference point. That is, they did not know what it was like to live free. You and I have lived in a time in society where we've been in lockdowns. Now we know what it's like not to be in a lockdown. That is, we have a reference point of what it's like to get about with no mask on, to jump in a plane, to go interstate or overseas. We have a reference point when it comes to freedom. The children of Israel had no reference point whatsoever of what it was like to live free. God in His grace sends a deliverer. You know that deliverer, his name of course was Moses. And Moses is used by God to awaken a hope in these people that they do not, do not excuse me, need to live like slaves, but God had a plan for their future. 
Now, God's plan was that approximately 2 million people would be gloriously and amazingly delivered and that God would put them in a wilderness for a period of time. And the idea of the wilderness was that they would leave a mentality behind in order to embrace their future. And sometimes in life, God will take you through a season of a wilderness. And the wilderness is not there to hurt us. The wilderness is there to cause us to leave some things behind because those things are preventing us from moving forward into the destiny and the call that God has for you and I and for the children of Israel. God's plan was that they would be a fruitful, powerful and functioning nation. The children of Israel come up with a plan as they come to their promised land. And the plan is essentially that they would send out 12 spies, the spies would reach into destiny and they would come back and they would bring a report to the people of what the promised land was actually like. You know the story, the 12 spies go out. The Bible says that they were there in the promised land, in the land of Canaan for approximately or for 40 days. They came back with the fruit of the land and 10 of the 12 spies gave a negative report, apart of course from Joshua and Caleb. And the sad thing about this story is the Scripture that we read earlier, when they finally bring the report to the people, they say to the children of Israel, Numbers chapter 13, verse 33, they identified that there were giants in the land. But this is where we're gonna park today. And that is their comment about how they viewed themselves. You see, slavery had caused these people to have a low estimate about themselves. They said, we were like grasshoppers in our own sight. And so we were in their sight. Now watch this for a moment. Look at the verse that we read. Nobody told them that they were grasshoppers. This is something that they believed about themselves. They concluded that they were grasshoppers according to their own mentality. The average grasshoppers ran about four to 4.5 centimetres. In other words, they are saying, we're small, we are insignificant, there is no way we can move into destiny. It's so bad because God had an incredible plan for them. And watch this, a wrong mentality stopped them from fulfilling the purpose that God had for them. You see, there are certain mentalities that we've got to leave behind. Certain things that are not our fault. These people didn't, they never asked to be born into slavery. It wasn't their fault, but sadly it's what happened and God in His grace brought about an incredible deliverance, but they were unable to let it go. There are things in your life, things in the way you think about yourself that over this series, maybe God's been putting His finger upon and He's been asking you to let some of those thoughts go. You see, you have control over your thoughts. There are thoughts that come 
But the truth is you do not need to sit or dwell or entertain those thoughts. Certain things that we believe about ourselves that are incongruent with God's purpose for our lives. And God in His grace took the children of Israel through a series of steps to allow them to leave some of this stuff behind. In other words, to leave it in Egypt, yet they brought Egypt with them to their destiny. There are three things I wanna talk to you about this morning. And if you're a note taker, I encourage you to write these three points down. Number one, their assessment of themselves became a self-fulfilling prophecy. Your assessment about yourself actually matters because for the children of Israel, their assessment of themselves became a self-fulfilling prophecy. If you believe yourself to be insignificant, if you believe yourself to not you know, be a, perhaps a, a gifted or a talented or a, someone who has a purpose, then sadly, what we actually think about ourselves eventually becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. Proverbs tells us that as a man thinks in his heart, Proverbs chapter 23, verse seven, says, so that person becomes. Your thought life matters. Your assessment about yourself matters. Now, I'm not talking about being someone who's um, overconfident, thinks that you're better than other people. I'm not talking about an attitude that uh, perhaps is full of pride, but I'm talking about a whole and wholesome attitude and an inward belief about what you truly believe about yourself. You see, you can have the call You can, like the children of Israel, be on the brink of destiny. You can taste the promised land. You can smell the promised land. You may even have a measure of experience with the promised land. But if you have a low estimate of yourself, it will undermine and damage and destroy the call that's actually upon you. Can I encourage you? as we've gone through this series, what's on your mind? There's a lot of noise in our society of what you should believe, who you are. But I wanna encourage you as we've gone through this series and you've considered the thoughts, you've considered potentially, I hope, the inward dialogue. You've considered what maybe are thoughts that are in fact intrusive. The devil wants you to believe that they're actually innate. But I pray that over the course of this series that you've been able to differentiate between what is your own thought life, what is a godly thought life versus what in fact is an intrusion from the powers of darkness trying to pull you down. You see, when we look at the life of Jesus Christ, God's Son, when God looks at you, He sees Jesus. You are blessed, you are favoured because one John says, for as He was in the world, so are we. You're blessed 
you're anointed, you are called, you are highly favoured and you are destined to do great things in the Kingdom of God. Can I challenge your self-talk? Can I challenge the low estimate that you may have of yourself and bring those thoughts into alignment with the Word of God? Number two, a new way of thinking was obstructed by an old mentality. Sadly for these people, God wanted to introduce and bring about a new way of thinking, but it was obstructed, it was affected, it was undermined by an old mentality. 1 Peter chapter 2, verse nine says, but you are a chosen generation. Watch this, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, His own special people, that you may proclaim the praises of Him who called you out of darkness into His marvellous light. When you become a follower of Jesus, uh, old ways of thinking, they try and limit and hamper and hinder the call of God. And God introduces and brings a new thought, a new way of thinking. When we read the Scriptures, those Scriptures are there to bring about light and to bring about an understanding of what is it that Jesus truly actually says about you. And the passage that we just read, 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 9, Peter says, you're a chosen generation. It's not by accident. And in fact, he says, you are a royal priesthood. Now dwell on that just for a moment. Let me just boast about you just for a second if I can. God says, you are a royal priesthood. That is, you are a son or a daughter of a king. In fact, not just a king, the King of kings and the Lord of lords. God sees you as royalty. God sees you as someone who carries something, someone of presence, someone who is truly blessed. Can I encourage you as we've gone through this season, as we've gone through this coronavirus season, one of the sad things that's happened to people is people have questioned their calling, questioned their ability, questioned whether maybe God has a future for them. Can I remind you this morning, you are a chosen generation and you are a royal priesthood. And the sad thing for the children of Israel, watch this, they had the title. They were Abraham's descendants. The blessing was upon them. But the title did not match the belief on the inside. You see, the blessing was certainly there and the call was certainly there and the future was certainly there. They had the title, but it did not sync and match the belief that was on the inside and the belief on the inside ended up dominating the title. That is the position and the disposition did not connect. Your inward conversation matters. 
There is no, ble- no shortage, I should say, of blessing and call. But does it match the inward conversation? Does it match what God has, says about, says, has said about you versus what you are talking to yourself about? How can two walk in agreement, the Word of God says, If they're not in agreement, there's no way they can walk together according to the book of Amos. And God's saying a certain thing about you, but maybe the inward dialogue is saying something else. If you get the two to match, you will be an unstoppable force in the Kingdom of God. Joshua and Caleb, they said, we're able. Our God is amazing. Our God is capable. Yes, there are giants in the land, but He's proved Himself faithful in the past. He can do it again. Last but not least, number three, watch this. I would rather embrace the discomfort of destiny over the toxic comfort of history. Let's just say that one again, just so you can capture it. I would rather embrace the discomfort of destiny over the toxic comfort of history. You see, for these people, the children of Israel, they had a toxic history. It was very sad. But that toxic history, sadly, they found more comfort in that than what they did with the discomfort of destiny. Let me explain it this way. A friend of mine, he became a youth pastor uh, going back a number of years ago and he was invited to be a youth pastor in a church in another state. So in order to do that, he left his mum and dad. He was, you know, early 20s and pursued a dream. He pursued an adventure. He was doing well. He led a great youth ministry and started to see growth. But every week, his mum would call. Bless his mum, nice lady. But his mum, well, she started to put the heavies on him. She said to him, well, you know, I'm glad that you're doing this, but nobody in our family's ever lived interstate. Why would you do this to our family? And over and over again, she kept trying to pull him to the past when God was trying to take him to his future. He honoured his parents. He was a good guy, but he was becoming a man. He was fulfilling what God had in store for him and his calling, his purpose, his destiny. Well, one day his mum would call and, and on this occasion, she really, you know, was kind of just trying to, bring him back to being a teenager. He's in his early 20s, he's, he's growing up. She kept calling, kept calling. And as sad as, you know, I feel for his mum, you know, obviously missing her son, but it pulled him back. It pulled him back into something that was not actually God's plan for him. Simply because of perhaps what the mum was going through, which I understand, I feel compassion, but at the same time, he had a call. 
So many things in our past want us to come back. The children of Israel, they actually said to Moses, maybe it's better that we actually just go back to Egypt. What did they do? They embraced a toxic history. They found more comfort in that than in the discomfort of destiny. There are a lot of things in our history that want us to go, they, they want us to come back, revisit, park there, stay there. You can't move forward. This is where you belong. But I wanna declare to you today, you have a future. You have a promised land. Yes, there are giants in the land. Yes, it may be uncomfortable at times. It may be a bit rocky. You may wonder if the walls are actually gonna come down when you step into that promised land. But one thing I can assure you is that if God has called you, if God is the one who has sent you there, if God is the one who has said that He will bring the breakthrough, if He's done it in the past, He will do it again and He will not let you down. In fact, He says, I will never leave you and I will never forsake you. We've just got to trust in Him as we walk out the call of God that's upon our lives. Let me explain it this way. When I was living in Adelaide, a friend of mine in the church, he was a fly-in, fly-out worker. And it's basically what he did every week. He'd go to the mines and he was very good at his job and he would fly on a Qantas plane, go with Qantas, week later come home and that was his journey. Well, he did this for quite a number of years. Now, because he was flying so much, uh, he was one of Qantas's premium customers. So he would get these letters from Qantas, Alan Joyce would write him a letter and initially they offered to him the Qantas Club. Well, he would just see these letters and think that, oh, here we go, another piece of junk mail and he'd chuck it out. Well, he was flying so much that he went from a bronze flyer to a gold flyer to eventually a platinum flyer. And for that whole time he was flying, he did not realise it, but he had access to the platinum lounge unbeknown to him. Why? Because he chose not to open and read the letter that was sent to him and the benefits that were afforded to Him. You see, when we take the time to read the Word, to digest the Word, to see the promises of God, the benefits, the blessing, the things that God has in store for us, His promises are so rich. There is so much that He has in store for us. But sadly, for the children of Israel, they chose not to look at the promises of God. All they saw was the problems. They had low self-estimate and it became a self-fulfilling prophecy. Change that inward dialogue. Change it in Jesus' Name and begin to confess over yourself the promises of the Word of God. You are greatly blessed. You are highly favoured. 
you are deeply loved and you are protected by the blood of Jesus. In fact, no weapon that is formed against you shall prosper. Maybe today, as we've journeyed over this uh, season with this series, uh, it's started to become, uh, you've become aware, I should say, of negative thoughts, things that, wow, I, I do have a low self-estimate. The good news is today, is that through the Name of Jesus and the authority of the Word of God, we can see a change. You're amazing, you're incredible, and you're gonna shape and change a generation for the glory of God. Can I pray for you this morning? Can I declare the blessing of God over you? And if you've really been struggling with your thought life, let's believe together for a great breakthrough. Father, I just thank You today to everyone who's watching, particularly those who've opened up their hearts and been honest maybe about the way that they've been feeling. They've been struggling with their thought life, with a low self-estimate. I thank You, Father, for Your blessing. I thank You, Father, that You said in Your Word that the entrance of Your Word brings light. And as we've shared the Word, may light overcome the darkness. I thank You today that, Lord, things are falling off people's minds and hearts right now. Belief systems, strongholds, imaginations that are incongruent with the Word of God. Right now, those things are breaking and we prophesy that and we speak to it and we say in Jesus' Name that the hills melt like wax in the presence of the Lord. So Father, all those things, they must bow their knee to the authority of the Name of Jesus. And Father, I declare Your blessing. I declare fresh strength and encouragement in Jesus' wonderful Name. Maybe today you, you don't know what it means to have a personal relationship with God. You don't know what it means to experience the fullness of God's love in your thought life. Perhaps for you, it's been really difficult. You're waking up all through the night, night terrors, and you're consumed by negativity. One of the amazing things about Jesus is understanding who He is, that is His names. One of the most beautiful names that we know about Jesus is He is called the Prince of Peace. And the Prince of Peace, Jesus Christ, He has all authority so that the negativity, those thoughts that are hampering you, hindering you, possibly even harming you, they must leave you when you experience the Prince of Peace, Jesus Christ. This is not some weird thing that we're talking about today, but it's real, it's fresh. He is alive and He loves you so much. And this is what we're gonna do in a moment, we're gonna pray a prayer. It's a prayer that invites the Prince of Peace, Jesus Christ, to come into our lives, to forgive us of our past, to give us a brand new start in Him. Can I ask you,
maybe today you could pray this prayer with me. Maybe you're a prodigal. Maybe you've been running from the purposes of God and the Prince of Peace, Jesus, is saying to you, it's time to come home. Could you repeat this prayer after me? And as you do, open up your heart and let's believe together. Why don't you say this after me? Dear Jesus, I believe in You. Come into my heart and be my Saviour. I receive Your forgiveness, love and complete acceptance. I am now set free from my past. I am now a child of God. Amen. Thanks for listening to this week's message. For more info about Horizon Church, please visit our website at hz.church. Have a fantastic day and we hope to see you again soon.